Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson-Staveley of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Laura, you all right? Yeah, we're nearly there. We are. Nearly there. The end is in sight. How are you doing at the moment, darling? Mm, yeah, I'm better than I was the last time we spoke, Law. But um, yeah, getting there, getting there slowly. But w- every day's getting better and better. So thank you for asking. Oh, my pleasure. Um, so in December, we have been focusing on the real gifts in life because this time of year traditionally is a time where we take stock and we give thanks and we uh, express gratitude for the, uh, you know, the, the gifts in our life. And we thought actually a bit of a kind of a, an antidote to all of the buying and the consuming that we've seen around us and that kind of frenzy. Let's just pause and think about the real gifts in life. So we've been talking about happiness. We've been talking about attentive listening. And this week's focus is all about the gift of hard-won wisdom. So, Debs, what? How would you define wisdom and what it is and the benefit of it? Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, how do you define it? I think it's one of those qualities, law, that's quite difficult to, to define because I think it encompasses quite a lot. Um, and it's because you know we come across experiences, and it could be something that we've um, gained some knowledge in, or experience in, or um, we're looking at ourselves and how we might have reacted to a situation or other people um you know it's that having understanding and compassion i think and empathy and it's it just all sort of comes together in this understanding of what am i learning from an experience that i'm having um so i think it's that bit around making sure for me that it's um people have a a level of optimism around that you can sort something out because I've been there before and I've done it and I've got the t-shirt and I've learned from it and therefore I can make a good decision based on previous experiences as much as I can make a good decision. Yeah and and I guess there's there's a difference between knowledge what I know and wisdom how I then apply that knowledge, I guess, isn't it? Um, one of our clients, they've got a brilliant phrase that's on their website about how knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit, but wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad or something. Yes, and it's yeah. just such a really cool way of, <laughs> I might be armed to, the, armed to the teeth with qualifications, but it's whether that wisdom in the moment to show off about all those qualifications in that moment, that's the wisdom almost, isn't it? About do I reveal this information or do I just kind of park it for a moment? Yes, absolutely. And I think it's that bit that says, you know, our life experience is obviously going to be one of the strongest predictors of wisdom. But I still think it's that bit that, you know, some people think, oh, you you have wisdom because of your age. And it's not necessarily about that at all. I think it's about if you've experienced something and you're, you're willing to learn from it and you're willing to want to know how you can develop to be better and to not repeat a mistake, maybe. Um, so I think there's a lot of it to do with how we can see it from a position of potential growth um, can help, if you like, give us wisdom in a scenario that we're going to have to deal with again. Um, and I think it's that bit that it's we're acquired only from learning, I think, um, and learning from that experience is what's going to make the difference. That's what gives us the wisdom. 
So, so actually, it's it's quite, it's an act of empowerment, isn't it? To maybe relook or reframe at some great big setback that you might have had in your life this year, whether it's personal or professional aspects of your life, and rather than viewing it as almost like a flaw that is, um, you know, something that's spoiled or tainted your kind of set of experiences, actually, if you were to repackage that as to well, what what wisdom can I accrue from that, and what can I then take forward that might have been hard won, so it wasn't an easy lesson but that might actually enable you to have an easier life in the future from that do you remember that stuff we did about decision making Debs about how um, I I think it was on the back of someone's sort of TED talk that one of us had kind of found and sort of passed on Um, if you take the easiest options in life that leads towards a harder life in the future and actually taking some of the harder options can lead to an easier life in the future so for example let's say a bit of beef has gone down within a team or there's some kind of conflict if we keep dodging that and taking the easy option in the moment of, well, I won't say anything, you know, that actually that will just build and build and maybe make it tougher next year. So sometimes taking the least easy option enables an easier life in the future. Yeah, definitely. And that that links in really nicely, Law, to be able to be open to new ways of thinking as well. Um, You know, so maybe challenging the status quo, as you said, leaning in to have a conversation um, is what they can, you know, sometimes call it the hallmark of wisdom, um, that you are open to thinking differently and seeing it from somebody else's perspective again. Um, And I suppose it's that ability to um, seek to understand the motives of others rather than just merely judge their behaviour can make a big difference to to those um, situations or conversations or um, examples that you find yourself in that you're going to have to learn from and do something different about. Yeah. And that kind of um, thing about kind of decisions, I mean, it, it's um, that's is that almost like the moment of truth about how much wisdom someone's got, that point of shall I, shall I, whether it's a dilemma, I don't know, let's say about changing jobs. I mean, if 42% of the UK adult population, and I'm sure there's some similar stats around the world as well, are either actively or strongly considering leaving their current role, that's a big decision to take in your life, Huge. isn't it? You know, shall yeah. I stay? Shall I, you know, kind of change and kind of go? And I guess that moment of decision is that point where you're going to tap into some of that wisdom. You know, no one can tell you what to do. You've got to listen yes. to yourself, haven't you? and work yeah. it out. Yeah, and I think that enables you to make that wise decision. And I think certainly um, for me, that's what wisdom is all about, is that I've something's happened, I've learned from it. Do I repeat that pattern of behaviour and change my way um, because I want a different outcome? And the idea is yes. And for me, that's, you know, a lot of that is is wisdom. I think it's that one. Um, you know, being able to, as you said, have the humility to maybe look at what I have done or haven't done as well as I should have done. Um, and, you know, making sure that I'm learning from it. I think it comes back to that decision making and learning, I think, are the two key things that enable you to sort of cultivate that feeling of I've got wisdom around this. Um, and as I said, age isn't a factor in it. I mean, I know when you know, we've done some various workshops and you go, wow, that person I would say has got quite an old brain on them or has an old soul, but because they have so much wisdom. But then when you listen to their story, you can see that they've had ex- life experiences that they've learned from so they're they're not going to repeat that pattern again because they've taken the opportunity to think no I'm going to get something from this for me so yeah I think people have wisdom it doesn't matter how old you are it's what you do with it I think that counts 
Oh, yeah. And of course, it's through the hard times and the challenges that you acquire that wisdom. And I mean, if every project goes swimmingly, if every relationship never has a setback, where, where do you have opportunity to try out this wisdom? And I think there's something really empowering from, and I've shared this with a couple of people recently, about the Stoic philosophy. So I've kind of gone on about this before, but I mean, it's 2,000 years old, the Stoic philosophy. And if you're interested in it, Ryan Holiday does fantastic stuff. Um, it's really easy Google search. And he's got loads of stuff he's done about the Stoic philosophy. But in short, there are a couple of key principles. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So think of all the ways in which you've been tried and tested and pushed and pummeled and punched this year. Actually, what muscle strength have you then been able to build as a result of that? So rather than a setback, it's a fall forward. The other principle is the obstacle is the way. So whatever stands in the way is actually the way forward. So if you keep dodging that learning opportunity, then it will keep coming back to you until you finally (laughs) learn, maybe I need to say no, (laughs) which may be the obstacle. You know, saying yes to everything could be the biggest obstacle that, uh, you know, this year has maybe kind of uh, shown you. And could it be that all of the stuff that we've been through in 2020 and 2021 was the exact training course we never knew we needed to be able to set us up with the skills and the wisdom to smash it in the remainder of this decade. Yeah, no, definitely. And and I think you've got to be honest with yourself, I think, um, and know your values. I think, I know we talked about this on a previous podcast about understanding what your values are and your purpose, um, you know, and I think the one thing that I've probably picked up over the years is, you know, focusing on the process rather than the outcome. I know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, absolutely. But if you find that if you're focusing on um, what the process is, you're you're paying attention and the energy on the process itself. So how am I going to get from A to B to C to D? Rather than focus on, well, when I get to D, this is what I'm going to have, because that's in the future and we don't always have control over the future. But if we're focusing on um, the present, which is the process of A is going to get me to B, so what's the process I'm going to take to get me there and bringing alongside it the wisdom if you like my learning my experience um, my understanding of situations keeping an open mind I might not all have all the answers somebody else may Um, so I think this this ability to focus on um, or put your attention and energy if you like into the process itself so let go of any expectations you may have you know, do that. You know, staying focused in the present rather than living in the future. Um, that's going to help you get where you want to get to. But you're doing it in um, present life, in the moment, right in the now, um, because that's the only thing we can control. Mm. And actually, that's reminded me of, I um, I stumbled across this amazing one-pager that had been left behind on a school photocopier in some school. I was doing some stuff with a senior leadership team way back. And um, it, it looks at, from a child kind of feedback point of view, so giving feedback to children, growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And actually teaching, teachers then are... are, are um, kind of advised or it's recommended to give feedback to children based on the process and the effort they put in, not just on the output. So rather than, um, you know, that was a great piece of work that you did there, it's more on, I could see how hard you worked with doing that piece of work. Well done. Because then that hard work is then the behaviour that then gets rewarded. And so in a later obstacle or in a later challenge, that individual still feels capable 
even if the likelihood of doing an amazing piece of work isn't kind of there. So that if there's kind of a, a, anyone who's sort of listening in who knows they've got a bit of a, of a perfectionist kind of part to their to their persona, then that can that can hover over us, can't us? Can't we? And it can stop us from you know, putting into place that wisdom. But that's just reminded me about how actually not only is there the wisdom to focus on the process, but to inspire and encourage others to unlock and bring their wisdom out is to focus on, well, what is it that person is doing? Not always just the output, because the output might have been just a, you know, good luck on that day. Yes. Yeah. And, and so I might have absolutely put everything into it. And then for whatever reason, you know, a pandemic kicks in, you know, <laughs> yes. it doesn't mean that that person wasn't doing a good job. Yeah. It's just other stuff happened that kind of got in the way of the output. Yeah, and I think, and that comes back to that bit, as we said, about focusing in on um, being honest with yourself, being honest with others. So that feedback that you're giving to a young person around, you know, the reason I'm giving you this feedback is because, you know, I want you to learn from the present that you can then carry forward and bring up if you need it. So you're learning from it all of the time. And I think also listening as you're getting older, listening to the changes that are happening in your life. And I know last pod we talked about attentive listening um, but I think listening to yourself again, you know, taking stock, I think, of what's going on is a really good thing to think about. Um, paying attention to how you're maybe feeling and listening to yourself and understanding what changes are happening or what changes you may need to start putting into place as well. Um, because our life changes over time. So focusing on what's really important, I think, can also help. And because of our learns, our learns from our previous mistakes, maybe, you know, we don't really want to keep repeating the same mistake over and over again. I mean, that's the definition of madness, right? I never quite remember that quote in full. But, you know, it's for me, it's that learning from those mistakes and not doing them again. Um, but also listening to yourself as to what's important to you. And I think believing to some extent that you have a contribution to make. I think people that I've come across that I would consider to have, you know, a whole heap of wisdom um, are really optimistic people. They always look for an alternative. Um, and I know certainly from my own previous experience, you know, I've always looked, so there must be another way around this. We must be able to move forward from where we are rather than keep staying stuck or listening to that inner critic or the inner voice that's going, well, you can't do that because, you know, and I think that's the bit where you've got to have this belief in yourself that you have a contribution to make, to make it better for yourself as well. And that's wisdom. Mm. I mean, the universe wants you to succeed as much as you do, because that's the purpose of time. Yes, <laughs> you know, yeah, so, that's true. <laughs> you know, the, the whole the whole universe is designed along the how they'll whatever we're doing today is then leading to a tomorrow and that kind of sun setting and sun rising. And I, I do wonder whether um, it's easy for us to have lost our nerve to make wise decisions that have got some sort of longer term benefit. You know, I'm thinking, let's say someone's thinking, shall I do some study and invest in like a four year course or something? Well, God, you know, a lot can happen in four years. Look what's happened just in two years. And and I wonder whether for the year ahead, it's getting some of that confidence back to tap into that wisdom rather than suspend it in, you know, in kind of jelly, waiting to see what the rest of the world is going to kind of get up to and I wonder whether some of the call to action for next year is let's tap into some of that wisdom to to make changes and enact change in your life that's on your terms because we've all had to deal with so many changes that have been kind of foisted upon us you know sort of with that there's something I came up for um 
I sort of invented, dreamt up on the back of a <laughs> piece you, of paper. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, as the best of our kind of content has gone. Um, about this idea of four-dimensional thinking. Oh my so gosh, tell you, us more. Just when you were talking about time now, I thought, oh yes, yeah, with that. So one-dimensional, like one-dimensional shape is just a straight line. So let's say you're thinking, right, shall I do this or not? And then it's just looking at it front on. Does that sound like a good idea or not? Two-dimensional thinking is then you put a little bit of width to it. Okay, so um, uh, what do I think about this decision? And if I weren't to do it, what would the consequence be? And then the 3D is putting a bit of depth in, which is what are the consequences then as a result of me doing this decision? So what are the consequences of that? And then the fourth dimension, which is the time dimension, is in five years' time, what will be the view I would put on this decision right now? And for example, where I kind of got this thinking was I was at this tech conference and they were talking about an unintended consequence of safer um, uh, road transport means that that has uh, really impacted the organ donation chain, basically. So with roads being safer in in the UK, that has had a knock-on effect with the number of... um, organs that are then available. So um, now that, can, that that's not a reason to not make the road safer, but it wouldn't have been predicted at the time where seatbelts were brought in and all these different technologies that actually another challenge was going to pop up somewhere else that is seemingly quite unrelated. So I wonder if part of that wisdom is being able to give yourself the discipline of thinking strategically. This decision right now, actually, what does that then mean if I were to put on 10 years age, let's say? So when I'm 64, (laughs) how will I view this decision when I then look back? And I wonder whether for many of us, maybe it's just for me, part of that long-term thinking has been really kind of curtailed because we've had to be so reactive and I wonder whether that proactive bit as you say that optimism what can I do now that applies a bit of wisdom that I think is going to be good for me and my life in the kind of the longer term applying a bit of a time frame to it yeah that that's fascinating when you think of that because then that's focusing in on the here and the now isn't it so even though 10 years we can't predict that and as you said they would never have predicted that with the road safety in any stretch of imagination would they so i think that ability to then go right okay this is where i i'm going to study as you said for four years what's in it for me is a whatever it might be. But actually, what am I going to do today and tomorrow that's going to keep me getting through that and recognising that I have contributed something, I'm learning, um, I'm going to learn from any mistakes I make because I've got feedback on my dissertation or whatever it might be. And I think it's that bit that keeps you moving it forward one step at a time because um, I think it's the way for me, wisdom is that bit about how you're living your life right now because that's the bit that you're going to carry forward because it is based on reflection, of course, and and knowing what's gone before and my experience and reflecting backward. But actually, it doesn't mean I want to repeat that. I want to actually take the lessons forward and learn with it. Um, and the way I live my life right now will be will you know, just be a bonus. Mm. And whether that is reflections, I mean, all around me, I'm having conversations with people that are sort of, you can just see it in the little reveals that things are changing in their domestic setup, you know, maybe relationships that have been around for years, suddenly there's a real shift and change in that energy. So I think, uh, you know, still waters run deep, you know, there's been a lot (laughs) going on, I think, sort of beneath the surface. And so, um, you know, know, I like a little cunning mnemonic, Deb. So this is the six P's. Oh, okay. To apply 
crystal ball lens to your life. So this kind of six Ps, and this is something that I was doing with um, a team recently, and whether this is coaching for yourself or having a chat with someone else, that idea of kind of how am I going to have a life that is... um, uh, uh, wise for me. So we're kind of enabling some wise decisions. And the six P's are basically the six directions that you can look at. So when you think about, I don't know, 2022, let's say, what can you review from your past? So what's some wisdom you can take from your past? That's the first P. What can you take from right now in the present? That's the second P. What might be probable? So what are you thinking might be probable and likely to happen or not? And then the fourth P is what could be possible So if you really do a little bit of kind of dreaming, what could be possible, you could start working towards now. And then the fifth P is what do you want less of that actually you might need to prevent? So what what is preventable that you could maybe apply a bit of wisdom to? And then the sixth one then is preferable. So what would be some things that would take you towards a preferable life life experience and what does that mean in terms of the wisdom so thinking in the past the present what's probable what's possible what's preventable and what's preferable if anyone's feeling like life is a little bit messy at the moment and you haven't had much time to do some proper thinking five minutes that could just be a way of thinking and it sort of takes you into that crystal ball of your own wisdom looking inward to then apply outward yeah, that's brilliant. And and you can apply that. I think that would link really nicely into sort of the call to action that I would give people to do as well, Law. That bit that says, you know, just take that reflection time and just sit quietly and just capture, you know, what is it that you've learned most from all of your le- years of living? Um, and then listen to what you're saying, listen to what you're sort of bringing back into your thought process as well. And then how do you then react to what you he- what you've heard yourself say? Because if you're reacting in a positive way, you're more, as you said, more likely to reinforce that. But if you're going, oh my God, I'm dreading that I should never have done that and you're going, reminiscing on, I don't want to do that again, then that again is your lesson to take forward to go, okay, what do I do differently next time I'm faced with that? So that would be my call to action. Oh, love it. And my share the secret would be, think of someone in your life who doesn't think they're very clever or very smart. Get them to listen to this and remind themselves that cleverness and smartness is not on a piece of paper. It is there inside your head and your yes. soul. Yeah. And uh, particularly for those people who have had a bit of a rough and tumble of a year, all that wisdom, actually, if it's kind of uh, um, framed well inside their own head as wisdom, as opposed to mistakes, then what a fantastic way to propel them into the year ahead. So think of someone in your life who's a little bit down on themselves and doesn't think they're particularly smart smart. Um, in our experience, Debs, the, the people that think they're not very smart tend to be the smartest ones. Oh my God, completely. <laughs> they just don't see the, it. <laughs> no, exactly. So be that friend or be that colleague that helps them to see it because, you know, these are the gifts that are free to give but priceless to receive. And the topic on this podcast has been about the gift of hard-won wisdom. So Debs, your hard-won wisdom, what's going to be a lesson that you're going to carry forward this week? Oh my God, that's such a good question, is to pace myself. That's my lesson. Ooh, very good. Very good. My lesson is going to be to properly pack my desk away. 
Oh, good. <laughs> yes. So then I'm not looking at kind of work all the time. So Brilliant. that is the hard one wisdom of, yeah, telling yourself to not think about work. It's really tricky when it's just strewn yes. all over the floor. So I'm going to get tidy and organised and pack things away properly. Love that. I love that. Well, let me know how it goes, Law, when I meet, catch up with you next week. Yeah, I'll leave 10 post-it notes to remind myself. All right, lovely. <laughs> all right, lovely. <laughs> oh, I love you, Deb. Have a good week. And you, bye. bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email on secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Insta at secretsfromacoach.com. 